Climate Intelligence, or Clintel, released a letter signed by 1,609 scientists that declared there was no climate crisis. And their doubts are based on uh, data showing that natural factors are at play, warming is slower than predicted, models are unreliable, CO2 has excellent benefits, weather disasters have not increased, and media hysteria and weather hype are not supported by sound data. Well, we will analyze this from a prophetic perspective while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. I will be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And before we get off into this, I'm going to be doing a prophecy conference. Vince and Doug and all of us have been announcing it. It's coming up in South Bend, Indiana next weekend on the 16th and 17th. That's um, at the Ironwood UPC of South Bend. We've been up there every year for probably the last 20 years. And that's 4609 South Ironwood Road in South Bend. And on Saturday, that would be September the 16th at 7 p.m., I'll be teaching the Understanding the End Time, uh, the new lesson that I've been teaching this year. And it goes along with the book and the DVDs that we just produced. And it's a it's just a huge overview with a lot of detail in it. You'll really enjoy that one. And then on Sunday morning, the 17th, September 17th, at 10 a.m., we will have a revival service. And I'll be starting off with some prophecy and some current events, but then we always talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. And folks, this is more important than world government, world religion, all these, the mark of the beast. The most important thing is that you are prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually, for the times just ahead and for eternity. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to have a revival service. The church is very revival-oriented, and we'll worship God. We'll, it's, just a, it's a great time if you um, need prayer for anything, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you need um, you know, any spiritual uh, a, a touch from God come out and we're going to have a revival service and a lot of pastors are asking me to do this on the Sunday morning segment now. Kind of do a hybrid and so we're going to do this up in uh, South Bend this year and man what a great time that's going to be and my father-in-law did it for years before I did but um, certainly want to ask God to be with us in that meeting and we're looking forward to seeing all of you there. We always have a packed house when we go to South Bend and so, um, very, very thankful for that. Now, um, I, I just before I go to the phones, and again, the number to reach me, one 8463 I wanted to talk about this climate agenda because, and I may not, I'll, I may get into it. If, if I run out of calls, then I'm, I'll get into this in great detail. I may have to save some of it for Monday. But you understand that the Bible talks about the end-time world government, and it will be a socialistic entity. And 
the current United Nations, which is the seat of that world governing body, is socialistic. Antonio Guterres, the current Secretary General of the United Nations, was, it used to be the president of the Socialist International, the number one socialist on the planet, back in 95 to 99. He is now the, the Secretary General of the United Nations because it's socialistic. How else could he get to be in that position, right? Well, the United Nations has the Sustainable Development Goals. And it is their socialistic blueprint to run the world. Every person on the earth, the United States, everybody. Well, they have 17 goals, sustainable development goals. Goal number 13 is climate action. And all these goals are designed to do is to get nations of the world to yield up more and more of their sovereignty to this world governing body, which is the United Nations. It is totally about Control, control, control. And so what has happened is, is that they are pushing a climate agenda. If you want to know why there is so much regulation put on our, uh, us drilling oil and the coal-fired power plants and everything you hear about that, Joe Biden pushing us to move towards um, sustainable wind energy and... Um, all of the, the solar energy and all these types of things, driving the prices of this stuff sky high, right? I mean, under Donald Trump, we were an energy exporter. And when Donald Trump left office, gasoline here in Dallas, I think it was about maybe $1.65, $1.70 a gallon. And now we're about, I don't know, maybe three fifty a gallon, somewhere in there. And when you put so much regulation on these... Uh, the oil industry and the gas industry and different things, because of this, the ruse or the hoax of glo- human-induced global warming which leads to climate change, then the prices go up. So it's, a, it's really a tax on the American people. However, there are people that are scientists that, will, that have said, no, this absolutely is not happening. Climate intelligence, which is called Clintel, and I want you to do, I'm going to talk about this really quick and try to get it done before the first break, then we'll go to the calls, because i got a lot of calls coming in. But there are, uh, Clintel released a, a letter signed by 1,609 scientists, and it's growing, that declared there was no climate crisis. The letter is signed by, and there are three, at least 321 uh, physicists, geologists, engineers, environmental scientists, and meteorologists from the United States, there are scientists and these people from all over the world. One of them is Dr. John Clauser, who's a Nobel laureate as physicist. Richard Linson, who is a merit professor, emeritus professor of atmospheres, ocean, and climate with MIT. Eric Baum, a PhD of theoretical physics, Princeton University. Larry Bell, who is endowed professor of space architecture, the University of Houston. Haim Benayora which he was a distinguished professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering, Rutgers University, Elliot D. Bloom, emeritus professor of particle physics and astrophysics uh, from Stanford University. I mean, these are the types of scientists that are signing this saying, this is an absolute hoax. It's simply, there is no climate crisis. So what I tried to do yesterday was I tried to post this article and another article that went along with it on Facebook, and Facebook sent me this. 
It says, before you share, this thing come up on my screen. Dave Robbins, before you share this content, you might want to know there's additional reporting from AFP United States, AFP APAC, and NAC. And then they give me this list of articles showing how this is absolutely not true. And these were all fact checks. And then they said, the pages and websites that repeatedly publish or share false news will see their overall distribution reduced and be restricted in other ways. Total censorship, folks. I was putting this article up of these scientists that were saying there's no climate crisis, and Facebook said, if you do this, you're going to, pub- you're going to, um, your distribution is going to be reduced, and you're going to be restricted. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me, and I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other. Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptized in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. And, man, I could do such a deep dive into all of this climate change and every, how it's impacting America, this big agenda that they're pushing, and there's no climate crisis. It's all about pushing the socialistic agenda of the United Nations on the world. It started out with the Millennium Development Goals, and then we went into, now it's the Sustainable Development Goals since 2015, and they're just pushing socialism. It's all about control. 
all they need is a crisis, right? They can either use a crisis that happened or they will create one in many instances. And so that's really what the crisis climate is all about. Think about this, and then we'll get to the phones. And if I have time, we'll get back into some of this. May have to save it for next week. But over the last 50 years, all of these climate predictions about the polar ice caps are going to melt, polar bears are all going to die, and uh, the, the, um, the sea levels are going to rise, and it's going to come all the way into Indiana and, I mean, in the United States and things like that. Guess what? None, not one of those climate predictions has come to fruition. They've all failed, all of them. Are you scared yet? They started out with global warming, then they went to, or with the global cooling. We're going to have a mini ice age, and then now it's uh, uh, global warming, and now it's climate change because global warming was proven not to be true. And then, you know, even though there is maybe a slight warning, warming over, since uh, the, the little ice age ended about, what, 1850, of course there's going to be a slight warming. We come out of an ice age. But they're trying to scare you into compliance and I just saw where Pope Francis is going to come out with a, a part two to his Laudato Si' encyclical that he wrote back in 2015, just prior to the adoption of the Sustainable Development Goals, pushing all this climate crisis and the Paris Climate Agreement that was um, agreed to in December of 2015. All of that was by grand design, everybody. Well, the Pope is coming out with a part two of that Laudato Si' encyclical, dealing with all of this, and the whole goal to the encyclical was to push the, the global warming climate change um, agenda and to get everybody scared and then call for a world governing body to, uh, to manage all of it. That's what the entire encyclical was all about. So I'm very interested to see what part two. He's supposed to uh, publish that on October the 4th. And so, um, but again, to tie all these things together, Bible prophecy, everybody, once you understand the socialistic kingdom of the Antichrist, the world government in the end time, what it's all about, it helps us to grasp what's really going on in society right now. Okay. Well, I may get back into some of this, but let's go to the phones. Um, let's go to Charles in North Carolina. God bless Charles. Welcome to the End Time Show. How you doing, Pastor Dave? I was just calling... Because I wanted to find out, did the 12 disciples, were the 12 disciples filled with the Holy Spirit, being that Jesus gave them the power to heal, cast out demons, even raise up the dead, in Matthews 10, Luke 9, Mark 6, right. 7, and so on? Yeah, so when Jesus Christ was here on the earth, he gave them power because uh, he was God manifest in the flesh. He had the power, right? However... Right. They did not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as we would know it. The Holy Ghost was not poured out with God coming to live inside of us. He told the disciples, he said, I'm with you now, but I will be in you in the form of the Holy Ghost. I will send a comforter unto you. I shall be in you. So that could not happen until Jesus ascended into heaven. And once that happened, then that was in Acts chapter 1, and he told them, he said, don't go back into, into to Galilee, where you guys are from, you go in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's when the Holy Ghost came to live inside of them. Um, and the, while he was here on earth, he gave them the power. But when he ascended into heaven in Acts 1, in Acts 2, verses 1 through 4, that's when they received the Holy Ghost, God, God living inside of them. So what 
so they didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them, but they had the power of the Holy Spirit? Yes, absolutely. The power of the Holy Spirit was there with them in physical form, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. And the other question I want to ask, so Acts was written before the the Gospels, uh, after the Gospels, the four Gospels? Uh, That would be correct. Okay. Yeah, the way I know that is because Luke wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts, and the book of Acts is a continuation of the book of Luke. If you read it, it said, The former treaties have I given to you, O Theophilus. So that lets me know that the book of Acts was written after the book of Luke. That is awesome. And one last question I want to ask you. I was talking to someone, and he was telling me that the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost are different. And I was like, no, no, they're not. No, no, that's synonymous terms. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit. It's simply, God is a spirit. And so the Bible says, God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, those are synonymous terms. It's the same thing. It's God. And so there are no other gods. There's only God. He manifested himself in different ways throughout time. In the Old Testament, he was an angelic being, a theophany of God. In the New Testament, he manifested himself as a physical human being, Jesus Christ. But he's still the Holy Spirit. The Spirit in Jesus, a physical human being, was God Almighty. I'm a, I'm a spirit and, and uh, flesh. You're a spirit and flesh. Jesus Christ was spirit and flesh. And the, the spirit in him was God Almighty, the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit. Okay, so this pastor was telling me that they're two different things, but no, no. they do the same. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe that. But thank you so yeah. much. You do, did a great job. One last thing, I know you ain't got all day. Is there such thing as perfect? Because this pastor also was telling me that you can be perfect because Job was perfect, and then I said, no, but it didn't mean that. Yeah. Well, the Bible says that he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. What does that mean? Does that mean you'll be perfect in every little aspect of your life? No, it does not. The thing is, as long, Charles, as long as we're still in this flesh, we're going to deal with stuff. Now, we need to do our best to live for God and lead a Christian life and things like that, but you're going to make mistakes. That's what repentance is for. God, I'm, I'm, I bumped my toe, I made a mistake, please forgive me, and you just continue to live as a Christian ongoing. However, when the Bible says, He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified, once a person is born again, the blood of Christ has covered your life, and you've been, your sin has been remitted, then in God's eyes, you are a perfect individual. The Bible says, Blessed is the man to whom God will not impute their trespasses. Well, how do you get to that? Once a person's born again, you're, you're doing the best you can for live, to live for God and to obey His Word, then if you make a mistake, God will not impute that trespass unto you. Just, just repent, get up, and keep on going. Many people have, been, have made a mistake post their born-again experience and said, oh, that's it, God hates me, He's going to beat me with a billy club, and it's, it's done. No, that's a lie from Satan. Repentance is, Lord, I made a mistake, please forgive me, and I'm going to continue to live and get up, dust yourself off, and keep on that straight and narrow. And the Bible says, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. So, so, But you can't walk away from your get to salvation. Yes, you can. Yep, okay. Absolutely. The Bible teaches that. Uh, and, you know, that's a, that's a big conversation. I know a lot oh, of people... Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a lot, of, a lot of scripture on that. I just yeah. want to have it so I can... Let somebody sit down and watch this program. Yeah, yeah. With the, Bible, the, Bible ta- the Bible talks about people's names being blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life right. 
Revelation um, three and, five. Yeah, absolutely. So if you if it, God will never God will never um, leave you, but you can walk away from Him. Absolutely. That's right. No one can pluck him from from his from. No one can pluck man from his hand, but he can through his his uh, free will and choice and his free will. He can walk away, choose to walk away from from that, his hand. That is correct. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Robinson. You are awesome. I appreciate it, man, and you're doing a great job. Continue the great work. Thank you, my friend. I do thank you for the call. God bless you. All right. God bless. Okay, let's go to, um, right now, our good friend from New York. I missed him on our last trip to Israel. One of these times, I'd like to go visit him and spend some time with him. Let's go to Joe in New York. God bless, my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. God bless you, Dave. How you feeling, man? I feel tremendous. You look tremendous. I, I I just uh, I was telling Sherry, I'm just amazed. Power of God in the the growth I see in you over the past five or seven years. How much you've grown in the ministry and your ability to communicate so beautifully. I want to thank you. I want to thank you with all my heart for your dedication to the Lord, our Messiah Jesus. Amen. Wow. Now, what a, what a compliment coming from you, Joe. It is my pleasure. It is my honor to intercede. That's my job, interceding for you guys. You are my family. We will be together forever. We have a wonderful, magnificent God that loves us, and I tell that to everybody. And today is a special day for me. Today I turn 76, Dave. <laughs> Come on. Well, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, two things I want to try to do these as quickly as possible, because they blew my mind. Two articles that I came, up, came upon that fits into what the Scripture says about all the creatures in the sea dying. That's number one. And number two, how Joe Biden is trying to destroy the United States of America, literally. The first article I came across was at Bing, B-I-N-G dot com. I haven't seen it back a couple of days ago. It's called, <clears throat> excuse me, the dredging of the oceans. Now, I've never heard about this before. I never thought about it. But, but many countries, including the USA, the biggest the biggest uh, uh, violator of destroying our coastlines is China. But listen to this, Dave. We use sand. I never thought about this. Sand, right, to make concrete, to make buildings, to make glass, to make ceramic. We use sand, and we convert it. I read this article, and there's a group that studies all this information and puts facts together about what's happening, how much sand different countries are taking from the coastlines all around the oceans. Nine billion tons of sand a year. We're depleting the coastlines of our oceans, and the scientist was talking about that's eventually going to kill the life of, of the of the fish in the sea because it destroys the micro microorganisms that the little fish eat mm -hmm. and the bigger fish eat the little fish so when all these little fish start dying which is happening already yeah. especially china's the the, the 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 biggest destroyer taking the most sand i never heard of this before i never heard of anybody talking about this that's depleting the ocean yeah. that will eventually kill the life in the ocean 
Mm-hmm. Nine billion tons a year of coastline around the United States, Europe. The, the big thing is around the continent of, of, of Africa. And China is taking more and more sand to make yeah. buildings and, you know, everything hey, that we Joe, use. We're gonna have to for. we're going to have to speed it up because i got a lot of calls here. Okay. I hate to break the, the in second, on you, but I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I got a lot of calls on an open line show. Okay. So I want people to be aware of that. Yes. And that the EPA is trying to shut down our trucking industry. They want the truckers to use electric trucks, right. which they can't afford to. And people can do some investigation and see what this present administration is doing to our country. Yes, yes. And that's, uh, I'll be brief. I'll get, well, I love you. Thank <laughs> you for your work. All right. Well, Joe, I, I do thank you. And man, I say happy, happy birthday to you. I wish I was up there. I'd buy you a New York pizza, my friend. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. God bless you. And thank you for the call. Um, so I'm, I'm coming up to a bottom here. I'll get to you guys on the calls just after this. I'm coming up to a break. But I do want you to remember the um, I, I was on a lot of programs this week, a lot of interviews with Grant Stinchfield, with Will Johnson, my good friend from Austin, Texas. Uh, Grant Stinchfield, a great friend, uh, Pete Santilli last evening, and everybody's talking about our new uh, book, Understand the End Time, the new DVD series that's out. If you don't have the new book and the new DVD series that's out, you've got to get it uh, because a lot of these things we talk about on the program every day, you'll understand the news better when you understand what's going on to understand the end time. Without an understanding of these Bible prophecies, you're going to be stuck. I'm in the news every single day. I live in the news. And I watch people that are very educated and and people that you would recognize all of their names, and yet they come at it strictly from a secular side. They don't understand the prophetic portion. When I go on these interviews, and it's not, you know, these are great men and women, but they don't understand the United States and other modern nations in the Bible. They don't understand about the world government. They see a world government being created, but until you understand the prophecies of the Bible, they can't tie all of it together. And when I go on these programs and can tie it all together for them using the prophecy of the Bible, they're amazed. And all of them are holding up the book saying, you guys have to get this book because we sent all of them one of the books. And they've been going through it and highlighting it and, and, and studying it and so all of the interviews that I've been on, these books have been flying off the shelf. And so, because it's helping people to understand, it's a really easy read. I think it's only like 260-some pages. I got a friend of mine that told me, he said, I have not read a whole, an entire book since I graduated high school decades ago. But he sat down and read right up to 160 pages of this book. And he said, man, I'm gonna, I'll definitely finish this. He said, it's awesome. So... We want you guys to understand the end time. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 and 33. During the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God shall be strong into exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. And so go to endtime.com, go to the store, purchase the Understand the End Time book, purchase the Understand the End Time DVD set so you can get all of the clips and everything of uh, Irvin Baxter and myself teaching the lesson and teaching about all of his miracles. Show them in your churches. Show them to your friends and family, sphere of influence, everybody you work with. Make sure everybody understands the end time. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Well, welcome back, everybody. And man, I love doing these open line because <clears throat> this is where everybody gets to call in. We get to interact with each other. I know it's one of the, the it's one of the times that I like the most at a prophecy conference is when we do uh, Q and A back and forth because people get to get their questions answered. And uh, I know there's so many questions going on because there's so much chaos in the world right now. But I'm telling you, all of <clears throat> all of the major chaos in the world. The Bible has the answers for it. Jesus is the answer to the chaos. But if you want to know what's going on, what the chaos is all about, the Bible has the answers. Everybody talks about, I heard somebody say in the news today that um, one of the leaders of Ukraine, well, we've already started World War III. Well, I would question that because the Bible says the, the World War III is going to start in the Euphrates River region. Now, could Iran sending... Um, unmanned aerial vehicles up there, these drones to fight uh, Ukraine, maybe that could play into it. I, I don't know. But I know that one way or another, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, says, Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates for to kill a third part of all of mankind. So uh, when you understand the prophecies of the Bible, I'm telling you, it will it'll set your mind at ease. The Bible tells us what our our great commission is by God in the end time. Everybody wonders, what are Christians supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be evangelizing. Jesus Christ said that we were supposed to go into all the world, teach, baptize, and teach. And Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And so it's very important. It sets my mind. I live in this stuff, and I, I'm not losing any sleep over this. I'm not going to lose any sleep if the Antichrist was sitting in a studio audience here today. It wouldn't bother me a bit. Because I know that I'm serving Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, For we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. You say, but Dave, you guys teach a post-tribulation rapture. We might go through some stuff. Yes, we might go through some stuff. But that doesn't mean God has forsaken us. The 11 of the 12 of the first apostles were martyred. Does that mean God forsook them or He didn't love them or uh, just forgot about them that day? No, it does not. That was their part in life. That was their lot. And so, but yet, look at where they're at now. 
My goal, this old world, I'm just passing through here, folks. My goal is eternity. My goal is the rapture, the second coming of Jesus Christ. My goal is to to be rule and reign as kings and priests with him for the 1,000-year millennial reign. And beyond the great white throne of judgment, to go off into eternity with the Lord. That's my goal. I'm preparing myself, my family, my entire sphere of influence to meet the Lord very soon so I can spend eternity with Him. Now, if that thinking isn't on your radar, then we need to have another conversation. Because that's better advice than I could give you if I gave you a stock tip and make you a billion dollars. But if your feet didn't leave the ground when the rapture happened, that was all for naught. Because the most important thing in your life right now is preparing to meet Jesus Christ when he returns. And you need to be, everybody gets into this pre-post-trib discussion. Pre-tribulation rapture versus post-trib. I believe that the scriptures teach a post-trib rapture. However, folks, nobody's promised tomorrow. At, At the end of the day, the discussion is be ready. Be ready right now because nobody is promised tomorrow morning. The obituaries are full every day. So make sure you're ready. The Bible says today, this is the day of salvation. And so, you know, you got to be ready to go no matter what. I thought my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, would be here until the time of the rapture. He'd done some DVDs and he said, I'll see you in the rapture. Guess what? He will see us in the rapture, but he's going to be coming out of a grave. And oh, 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 what a day that will be for me. Well, I would get to see him again. And, And more importantly than that, Jesus Christ. But I've got to be ready to go. I thought Irvin Baxter would make it, but God said, nope, he's coming home to be with me. So you've got to be ready to go at all times, whether it's a pre- or a post-trib rapture, okay? So I know we get off on all these discussions, and I love every one of them, but you've got to be ready. I mean, you've got to have that on your radar. I talk to some people. I'm a minister here at End Time Ministries. I'm a licensed minister, and I talk to some people, and the rapture and the second coming, they're no more thinking about that than a man on the moon. I've heard about that my whole life. All I'm worried about is this or that or this little, uh, 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 just a, a, a weight, the Bible calls them. Lay aside the weight that would so easily be to set you. I'm telling you, every day of my life, I'm preparing for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. Because I'm going to make sure I'm on that bus. There's only one bus out of here and that's it. And I'm going to be on that bus. I'm not going to be late. I'm not going to not have a ticket. I'm going to make sure my calling and election is sure. Uh, is this, I think we turned the desk into a pulpit today, guys. So, okay, here we go. Let's go back to the phones. I'm sorry. Um, Tammy from Kentucky. God bless Tammy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thanks, Dave. Um, I just wanted to call, and um, this is mostly for your listeners. Um, sure. I think a lot of people need to look at your ministry as um you're focused on the end times, and a lot of people, you know, disagree with certain things. And, sure. you know, what what kind of sparked my thoughts was when someone called in and mentioned something about you all talking about Trump mm-hmm. and uh, kind of set me off a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, so <clears throat> basically you all are based on... God and Jesus and yeah. 
your your baseline is it's scripture. I mean, that's just it. Scripture. Yeah, it's, it's the biblical. Bible. So that's it. But you're focused on the end time. That's a lot correct. Of, I think a lot of people don't realize that this program is focused on the end time. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's not like uh, Sunday morning church and every. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I do. There, like, like God calls different ministers to different things. Yes. And I, and one of the things I always hate to see is. Ministries talking about other ministries, for instance, like right. like I was telling the lady on the phone, is some ministers have they have uh, financial ministries. Yeah. Some have uh, ministries overseas, feeding people and different things. Some are focused on everybody that is a minister of Jesus. Yeah. Has the base foundation of Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Yeah. There's different callings. And so being let's saved. just face it. Right. But a lot of ministries have one focus or one calling. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people need to realize that your ministry is focused on the end times. That's why you talk about the things you do yes. more so than you do certain other things. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm just kind of wanting to emphasize that because a lot of people that maybe tunes in for the first time, they're expecting to hear a lot of stuff that you all don't have time to preach on or speak on right. during your program. Yes. And um, I was just, I was kind of, you know, I had kind of spilled the, spilled it all out earlier. So all I right. Kind of forgot no, that's, what I that's no to problem. Say, but... I, and I do appreciate that, Tammy. Um, and I, no, I, I totally understand what you're talking about. And I, I think most people get it. Um, the the you know I, I I we teach the entire Bible and and I I preach Doug preaches Vince preaches we travel around and preach, um, but it it's called end time ministries and so we do talk about things. Our original radio program when when my father in law Irvin Baxter went on the radio back in 1998 and we still have people listening to us a lot of people today from that original program in Richmond Indiana on um, KVTT the original f- f- torch. Uh, blowtorch down here in Dallas that we went on. Uh, the the program was called Politics and Religion. The two things you're not supposed to talk about. Well, my my father-in-law devoted his entire program for years to politics and religion, and so we still do that. So I'll get involved in the elections. I'll get involved in all kinds of stuff. However, like you say, Tammy, at the end of the day, we are called into an end time um, an end time theme, uh, and uh, that's what we that's what we stick by. Most of the time, occasionally, this desk will miraculously turn into a pulpit, and we start letting it rip. And right. <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. But um, and another thing, I'll comment on what you said. Um, when if people call in here and disagree with what we teach, I'm totally fine with that because I'm a truth seeker, Tammy. And if yeah, somebody has something in the Bible that can convince me, let's say the pre-post trib thing, uh, and if somebody can call in here and give me a scripture, I've asked for this for years and years and years and years. Give me a scripture, just one, that says the rapture, when the Lord will send his angels with the sound of a trumpet to gather his elect. If you can give me a verse or a passage in the Bible that says that event happens before the tribulation, I'll change what I believe because I'm a truth seeker. The problem is, is that in studying the Bible all these years, I haven't found that verse. And so, no. um, because we're, we're truth teachers, and so 
Uh, but I'm not opposed to people calling here and saying, oh, I don't believe what you guys think. Um, and I'm like, fine, that's cool. Show me in Scripture something else, and I'll go to that. Uh, and so that, you know, that's where we're at. We're truth teachers. I want to teach right. the truth because I'm not doing anybody any good by, you know, making things up. And, and uh, I, we, I simply will not do that. I'll tell people I don't know before I make it up. And so um, that's why God had, I believe God's really blessed this ministry over the years. And we've seen thousands and thousands of lives changed all around the world. So uh, I, I do yeah. thank you for the call, Tammy. And I do, I do understand what you're saying, and I appreciate it. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. All right. Let's go to, um, man, I'm coming up to another break. Okay, I've got, I'm coming straight back to the callers uh, as soon as we get to this, uh, past this next break here. I don't want to cut you guys in half. Um, we got a couple good questions coming up, so you guys certainly want to hang around for this. But um, the, the, I, I want to talk a minute just about, quickly, about the conference coming up in South Bend. I told you guys we were going to have a revival service on Sunday morning. That's very, very important. Uh, a lot of pastors, uh, a lot of times we'll go in on a Sunday morning and do, I'll, I'll teach prophecy, and then we'll do a Q&A, and then I'll dismiss. But a lot of pastors really, and I'm myself included, but I'm, I'm kind of there at the, at the invitation of a pastor, um, but they really see the need for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, for people to experience the Holy Ghost the prophet Joel said, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so um, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, we have that in our tours to Israel. But an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and people can come forward and be prayed for. The Holy Ghost can move upon them. Uh, people can be healed. We had a lady healed of cancer on our recent tour in, when she got baptized. A lot of different things happen when you're in a revival service like that. So if you've never been involved in one, uh, on Sunday morning. Coming up here in South Bend, Indiana, that would be on the, I think it's the 16th and 17th, 17th at 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, come and be a part of that. If you've, I know a lot of you have come out to our conferences in South Bend over the years. You come out every year. It's packed. But I uh, want to make sure that you attend Saturday night and Sunday morning because we're going to have a revival service there, and it's going to be awesome. And if you say, well, I've never received the Holy Ghost, or I've never been involved in something like that, get out to the meeting because you certainly... If you've never been involved in something like that, you've got to do it. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Bible. And uh, the Bible says, This promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are, are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Everybody. This promise is for everybody. So if you'd like to experience that, come out next, next Sunday morning, not this weekend, but next Sunday morning, up in South Bend. You guys all know where it's at, and at the Ironwood Church up there. And, uh, man, what a great time we will had. Last year they had a Notre Dame game, and we still had a packed conference. So it was awesome, and uh, certainly thankful for that and all that God has done over the years. God bless you all. We'll get right back to the phones on the other side of the break. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. 
You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Yeah, and I'll make a comment here just before I get to the phones. Um, and I know I've been talking a little bit today, but man, I just there's so much burning on my mind. But um, a lot of people comment on Trump. Why do we talk about Trump so much? Listen, I want to tell you, it doesn't matter to me who gets elected. It doesn't. I'm serving Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian, and I want... I want God's will to be done on the earth. If that's Donald Trump, great. If it's somebody else, great. I want what God's will is. The reason we talk and continue to talk about Donald Trump so much is because the Bible says the United States will not be fully engaged in the combo beast, the world governing beast in Revelation 13, that we will have pulled out of that and stand with Israel against that world governing body all the way to the end. When Donald Trump came into office, he started pulling us out of the world governing body in many ways. Trans-Pacific Partnership, the Paris Climate Agreement, the Global Compact on Migration started talking against socialism. The world government is socialist. So imagine a president of the United States talking against socialism. So uh, when have you heard another president do that? Seriously. So we started, we, my father-in-law and I started out um, talking about Donald Trump and saying, man, that, this is, look at what he's doing. He finally is the guy that moved the embassy, the United States embassy to Jerusalem and recognized the Golan Heights as, uh, Israel, as Israel's and uh, recognized Jerusalem as Israel's eternal capital. How could you not talk about that on, on here? But that doesn't mean I agree with everything Donald Trump does. I, abs- I didn't. And some of the ways he lived his life. I don't agree with that. And, you know, I just want somebody to get in the, in the White House who is conservative, who is, will pull us out of world government. I mean, I've got a list of questions here I would ask a presidential candidate if I, if I was allowed to interview them. And I've got somebody who's trying to get me set up with Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. And if I can do that, I'm going to ask him these questions on the air, if I can get, a, get in touch with him and get him to get on the air with me. Uh, because I want to know very specific stuff. Are you going to take regulations off of our oil and gas industry here and so our, our gas prices will drop? And, I mean, there's a lot of, will you abolish the Federal Reserve? I want to ask him all this stuff. If we do it with the Federal Reserve, we don't have to worry about central bank digital currencies. But anyway, uh, remember what, I say, remember what I, I, I'm saying? I got a lot of stuff burning on me. Um, okay, let's go straight to the phones. Darlene in Pennsylvania. God bless Darlene. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, Dave. I'll try to keep this quick for you because I know you have a lot of calls. Sure. So I understand the separate beast in the book of Daniel, the leopard, the lion with equals wings, the bear, and then the fourth beast that was exceedingly fierce. I understand uh, the ten toes iron mingled with clay. That's representative of the Holy Roman Empire. That was reborn at the Lisbon Treaty. That will be the empire that's in place when Jesus Christ comes back. So my question... Man, you've been reading the book, haven't you? Something. I do. I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes, sir. That's great. Yes, sir. So such a wealth of knowledge. Love it. Um, 
So my question is specifically regarding this this combined beast. Yes. So we have, um, you know, the leopard, the lion, the bear all represented there, as well as the ten uh, horns. Now yes. That ten, those ten horns are representative of the Holy Roman Empire reborn. Is that correct? That well, yeah. They're they're so they'll they, they will come out of that entity, um, not necessarily the entire because there's right now there's 27 member nations, uh, but there will be ten that absolutely align with the ideologies of the Antichrist in the end time and, and be just pledge their yield up their sovereignty and pledge their total allegiance to him. It doesn't say all twenty seven members will. Okay. Yeah. So so my question is, so when I'm trying to explain this to people, so there's the ten horns, um, and then the the leopard, the lion and the bear. Are they repre- are, are the, the leopard lion and the bear part of those ten horns? No. Well, so um, I don't know the answer to that because um, they could be. Germany could be one of the ten horns, uh, and um, so could um, Great Britain. Even though Great, even though there was Brexit, the Bible says it will have yeah. the mouth of the lion. So they could be part of the ten horns. I don't know the nations at this point that will align with. And uh, there's. Um, there is talk. I've got articles, many articles, on a two-tiered European Union. Because when the European Union was formed, many of the nations were willing to just yield up their sovereignty and, hey, just tell us what to do. And there were other nations that said, hey, we want to be part of the economic, um, you know, the, the, the economic portion of this and the economic benefits, but at the end of the day, we don't want to yield up our sovereignty. So some of them are just, they blundered into it like drunken sailors, other people are saying, like a, a, a Victor Orban, people like that, they're saying, I don't know if we want to completely engage with you with our sovereignty. So they're saying, well, hey, we could do a two-tiered type situation. That could be a way where ten nations could come up among that. At this point, I mean, I'm watching it like a hawk. I, I, I got to Google alerts on this stuff, but I can't, um, at this point, it hasn't happened. So I don't know which yeah. nations will be the ten. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So that's what I was, I was, but my question was about because the leopard, the lion with eagle's wings, and Daniel the bear, and then the fourth beast that was exceedingly fierce, they seem to be four separate entities. We understand the combined beast, yes. we understand the tenth correlation between the ten horns and the ten toes. Yeah. So that's what I was curious about is if the leopard, the lion, and the bear were represented within those ten horns. But yeah. I understand there are some things that we won't understand until we get a little closer and things come into focus. Yep. So my other question was the, the little horn that uproots three of the ten, mm-hmm. and it says it was diverse from the others. And I do know, and I do realize once again, that this probably fits into the category we're just really not quite sure yet, but I was just curious what your opinion was. Is this going to be another empire separate from this lion, leopard, you know, this combined beast with the ten horns? No. Is it going to be um, somebody – now, I understand that's going to – the little horn is going to ultimately be the Antichrist. That's correct. Um, but is it going to be, like, from a different nation, like Middle East, or do you think it's going to come from this combined beast? No. The Bible says he uproots three of those and comes up among them. That's very, very important. So he will come out of, this is, a, this is a big sticking point in a lot of prophecy teachers because some people teach he's going to come out of the Middle East. However, absolutely do not believe that. If you understand the prophecies and if you're, if you're reading the book, go to chapter um, 7. talks about the okay. reborn Holy Roman Empire and then chapter 8 is the Antichrist and the false prophet. It tells specifically, once you understand the prophecy of the Holy Roman Empire, how it had an element of the Roman Empire 
that was brought into it that was carried over, but then another element that clay was brought in, that's the religious element. The, mm. the Holy Roman Empire from 800 A.D. all the way through was, ha, was controlled or governed by the most powerful political figure from Europe and the most powerful religious figure from Rome, which was always the Pope, all the way from Pope Leo III in 800 A.D. all the way through. So that's the, the Bible says that's the way it's going to be ran, the world government, the seat of world government, all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So that lets us know, once you understand what the Holy Roman Empire and how it was governed, that lets us know the Antichrist has to come from that European entity, not from the Middle East somewhere. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I did understand about the iron mingled with clay and that sort of thing. I just didn't know if it was like some sort of an outsider that kind of, like, no. because it says he was diverse from the other. So, okay, got it. No, got cha- it. Chapter, eight, uh, chapter 7 and Chapter 8 will explain that in great detail. Great. Thank yes. you so much, and, and we really enjoy everything that you guys are doing. So informative, and it's such a bright light in this world and really shedding so much light. So thank you for all you guys Great. do. Absolutely. Well, I do thank you for the call, and uh, any questions you have, I mean, my email is simply drobbins, D-R-O-B-B-I-N-S at endtime.com. If you have any questions, you can email me, email, email Doug Norvell, uh, and there's a place to ask questions on our website. Uh, and or, or you can do these call-in programs. Any, I'm, I'm, me and Doug, man, I'm, I'm all across the weekend. I'm answering questions everywhere from all around the world. And so I uh, certainly want to make sure you get your questions answered. And if I don't know Darlene, I'll just simply say, you know what? I don't know right now. Sometime we got to live through that to look back and say, okay, now I know what that was. There are some prophecies where we will have to do that. Um, so, you know, we'll all be uh, living through that one together. But um, hopefully you're getting a lot out of the book. It looks like you are. You rattled some of that stuff off like you were an old pro. So I do thank you for that. Uh, and I want to say God bless you. You have a great weekend. Okay, so um, the I had a question here uh, from an individual that said, what day should we worship? Uh, I think they waited a little too long and they went off the program, but I want to make sure I answer that question. And then I'll try to get to James in Virginia. The... The Bible talks about a Sabbath. It is in the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So a lot of people are hung up today on which day we should worship. The fact of the matter is, is when Jesus Christ came, the Bible says the Old Testament was types and shadows of things to come in the New. Now we have spiritual realities. Do I agree we need to not steal and not covet and this, that? Yeah, I absolutely do. But when it comes to remembering a specific day to keep it holy... The Bible says um, in the book of Isaiah, so I think it's in Isaiah 28, that with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, and this is the rest wherewith he will cause the weary to rest. The Sabbath day was always all about a day of rest. In the Old Testament, uh, under the law, they had a physical day. The Jews kept a physical day Sabbath. However, in the New Testament... Jesus came to transition us into, when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you observe a, phys- a spiritual Sabbath every day. So, you don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not required, I'm not under the law. I've been born again. The law doesn't apply to me, okay? The Bible says the law was a schoolmaster bringing us to Christ. So, I, do we still need to go by the Ten Commandments? Yes, I do. That's why I believe we observe today, and I believe I can prove this scripturally, we have a lesson on End Time Plus, you guys should be able to watch it, called To Sabbath or Not to Sabbath. We absolutely believe you should Sabbath. 
should observe the Sabbath. However, in the New Testament, you observe that in the Holy Ghost. Again, Isaiah was stammering lips in another tongue. Will he speak to this people? This is the rest. The Bible says in the New Testament, as many of has have entered into this rest, have ceased from his own works. So we're not under the law anymore. And you, in other words, the, the question was, what day should we worship? Some people say we should worship on Saturday and observe a physical Sabbath. Or some people say, no, you've got to worship on Sunday. Or so what day? The fact of the matter is, I can, when, I, when I was a kid, we'd have revivals and we went every night except Monday night. And sometimes on Monday night, we'd do outreach. So you can observe a Sabbath and you can go worship any day of the week you want. And you should, because you, when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you're observing a spiritual Sabbath. And it's not one physical day anymore. You should do it daily. And so it's very important. The Bible says, this is the rest wherewith he will cause the weary to rest. In the New Testament, when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's the rest that you enter into. There's many scriptures that go along with that, but for sake of time, um, I'm just going to leave it at that. But you can worship any day you want. That's the, that's the bottom line. You don't have to worship on Sunday. Uh, I know people teach that. That simply is not scriptural. You can worship any day you want to. Uh, just make sure you're praying and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the most important. Okay, James from Virginia. Man, I got, you got like 30 seconds. I'm sorry, but um, w- what you got? Uh, well, actually, it's about the solar panels. Okay. Uh, I, I'm... I'm I'm not really understanding about the solar. I know they're no good because y'all had a horrible ordeal in Texas where yeah. they froze up during a storm down there. Had exact diesel fuel to deep, uh, defrost them, you know. Right. Uh, but are they actually, we're seeing people around this area forgetting solar panels. Uh, is the government or the global one people trying to push it on people? Yeah, uh, what they're doing, yeah, they're pushing a global warming climate change agenda. They're trying to get us to move off of fossil fuels and move us onto solar panels and wind turbines and things like that, which is what froze up in Texas. The fact of the matter is, all it is is about socialism and climate uh, agendas in the end time. God bless everybody. 